0: Welcome to another episode of the Holtcast for 7, to holtcom As always, I'm Jack Grimsey alongside Robert Lintott. How's it going, Robert?
1: It's going wonderfully. How about you? I thought you were really excited about the episode number this week.
0: Yeah, I am. It's it's episode ocho Cinco, big 8-5. <laughs> Got it on deck for you today.
1: You've been waiting for that for weeks, so I, I can't believe you didn't lead with it out of the box.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe I should have, yeah, because I remember what, maybe it was like episode 79 or something, that was a while ago, maybe a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, you know, we, we got a special one coming up, 85, Ojo Cinco.
1: Oh, Ojo Cinco, he'll forever be in my heart racing a horse.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's great. great the that time
1: that we proved to horses that we rule the world, not them.
0: Yeah, stupid horses. Like that one Newcastle fan tried to do when he punched the police horse in the face. Ah. I think he was drinking something a little, little stronger than what we are today. But oh,
1: and what have you we, got we had, a, we had a
0: cheat on Ballast Point actually because they didn't give us any free beer. So coincidentally, we both ran out of Ballast Point beer in our fridge.
1: Yeah, you know Ballast Point. If you want it, you should put a ring on it, or at least a six pack.
0: Yeah, at least. So a what have, have you got pack. tonight? Uh, I have a a Three Floyds Yum Yum and pick the Three Floyds because it's now our third manager of the season, actually.
1: I wish I had more symbolism in my beer. I have literally the last beer left in my fridge that isn't like a bomber of some 14% beer. And that's Smutty Nose Old Brown Dog Ale. It's delicious and just as comforting as having an old brown dog.
0: Yeah, I almost, I almost grabbed a Guinness because my roommate bought some last night. I was going to say I need a, a proper English beer for our proper English team going down to the championship.
1: <laughs> Careful. I'm not actually sure. Do Irish people take offense at Guinness being called an English beer?
0: I don't know. Do Irish people take offense at Jack Grealish being eligible to play for England?
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. All right. A, a, proper, a proper English player, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking a little bit about Grealish a little later on in the show, but let's get back to business and that starts of course with Remy Gard walking away, I guess. It, it was mutual termination said the club, which coincidentally Jack Grealish liked that post.
1: I why would you even do that? What what would make you say, yep, click and like like for my boss's termination?
0: Eh, I mean would would you, <laughs> a lot of people actually I think that watch listen to the show would do that.
1: Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I would do that for my boss.
0: I mean, the boss—the boss is gone. But I'm, I'm just party. saying, real real life situation. Say your boss leaves work, you're probably like, I mean, maybe not. Maybe you like your boss. Maybe you're.
1: No, I, you're I to totally work get work. it. I'm if a boss that I don't like leaves, I'm like, yeah, woo, and uh, but I'm not gonna like go onto Twitter and be like, goodbye, jackass, or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, because even if you don't have a ton of Twitter followers, the Twitter followers you do have are going to think, hmm, what?
1: (laughs) And then when you try to apply for a job in the future, although I don't think Relish has that problem. I don't think he's going to have to sit down and have his CV examined and sit for an interview.
0: I mean, maybe. Maybe he'll have to have a physical or something, but he hasn't played that much (laughs) this year, so he doesn't have really a lot on his CV still.
1: I'm just going to say, I don't think Twitter shows up on your physical. Turn, cough, and uh, what's your Twitter page?
0: Turn cough and slide into the DMs. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> on that note, yeah, Eric Black. I thought it was strange to see Eric Black appointed as the interim because he was one of Guard's guys.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit weird. I thought it was more strange because it was it wasn't Kevin McDonald. I've just gotten used to the idea that if you need someone in a pinch, it's going to be Kevin McDonald. And you'll yeah, be Death
0: sad. Tax and K Mac. Yeah. Miller. <laughs> <are gonna laughs> Our boss, and it's gonna be Kevin McDonald. <laughs>
1: He's gonna have quite the illustrious managing career. Um, that or you bring back Shea Given, his co manager.
0: He managed one club six different times. <laughs>
1: no, they just
0: couldn't he is enough. the least interesting manager in the world. <laughs>
1: um, <clears throat> yeah, Eric Black, I, I don't even know what to expect. I literally no clue whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Um, I expect us to lose because I can never expect us to win.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely.
0: But uh, outside of that, how are we going to line up? Who knows? Who's yeah. going to play? Hopefully not Richards.
1: I would say we'll line up with 11 footballers, but this is Aston Villa. Who knows?
0: Yeah, are there even 11 of those?
1: <laughs> they might put 12 on the field and wonder why they get a red card right off the bat.
0: Yeah, actually, I actually saw something on Twitter mentioning... We're gonna we're gonna talk about obviously speculation of who the next boss is gonna be just in a little bit here, but I saw something saying that would you I think it was a poll maybe or an article, would you have Eric Black as the next permanent manager if he kept Villa up? Obviously a totally impossible hypothetical situation requiring us to win all of our next games by about four goals apiece, but
1: not totally impossible.
0: Me fail English? That's impossible.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Y- if he does it, yes. We keep him up because at that point, then eventually we bring in King Arthur because we know Arthur goes wherever Merlin is. And this dude must be a wizard if he can keep us up.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he keeps us up, then next year we qualify for the Champions League that's being played on the moon. <laughs> it's not a thing.
1: <laughs> that's that's it, exactly. Uh, yeah, so... kind my, my issue with this is I have no idea what to even expect. Like, if we brought in someone else, I would know what to expect. But with Eric Black, I just... Sure, okay, whatever.
0: Um, All right, well, since we really don't know anything about <laughs> Eric Black, let's move on to... What about, Remy?
1: what about Remy himself, though? Did you think it was okay that we got rid of him the way we did, when we did, et cetera, et cetera?
0: I think it's okay because I think... He was going to go in the summer, and like I was saying, if you're going to get rid of him, just just do it and, and give someone a little more time. Because Remy Guard got zero time. His preseason was November, December. Yeah. And at that point, the season was already over, really. Yeah. And then he got no money to buy any players, so... I, and he got
1: lied to by Patty Riley. Yeah,
0: he got lied. That's just unacceptable.
1: I, I That, to me... Like, I was sort of at the point where it's like, okay, if you want to let go of Remy guard, let go of Remy guard. But when we found out that, you know, we already knew Villa had just barked it in, in January and not done anything. But when we found out that the club had actively been lying to him, that's the point at which it's just like, just go screw. F you yeah, all. And not even,
0: you know, not even just spunking stupid cash on players that could maybe keep us up this season, like Loic Remy, Charlie Austin, whatever, but... Uh, like Lover Kalinic, we should have had a goalie for the future. Yeah. And I don't know, um, what's his name, Kyarby, That's on Sunderland? Oh, yeah, know. yeah. I don't know how to say that guy's name, but we almost bought him or something. Yeah, it's... Uh, or or what, yeah. I, what I saw that was most damning and most depressing was that Remy Gard had asked about these transfer targets, the board had said they're not interested, and they hadn't even called the people.
1: Yep, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about with Patty Riley. That's what pisses me that's off. That's
0: disgusting.
1: Um, They they can go screw for that. Uh, It, it took me from being in the, okay, if they want to fire Remy Gard, whatever camp, to the, I hope Remy Gard wins the Champions League within two years and just puts a big old middle finger out to Aston Villa.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I thought... I still do think that Remy Guard will have a decently successful career. Probably won't win the Champions League, but... He'll be with a team that gets to the Europa League or something. I don't know. He'll be with a team that doesn't actively lie to him. He'll probably have more success than Villa will have in the span of his career.
1: Yep, totally agree. Um, I I wrote an article, I think it was on Monday or something, basically saying I think we should give Gard the chance next year, actually support him well, because it does seem like Steve Hollis is making the right moves at the right time for the club and getting rid of the people that need to be gotten rid of. And I was actually legitimately intrigued. What happens if we let guard actually work with a club that gives him some support?
0: Yeah, it's the uh, the issue is that I think maybe too many bridges were burned with the players, which we're already seeing.
1: Yeah, and my argument when I wrote that was, "Cool, burn the bridges with the players and drop them." I, I yeah, didn't exactly. care. <laughs> um,
0: it's yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, especially because there's going to be a clear out.
1: Yeah, it and it's like okay, so if we if we drop these players, what happens? We suck. Good news. We suck already.
0: Yeah. What? We suck again. Like.
1: Yeah. No. For the vast majority of these Villa players, they can just go screw. I. I'm so done with so many of them. And if all of them get dropped next year, and even if we end up paying their wages just to drop them out of spite, I would be okay with it.
0: Yeah. Just like sacking Sherwood out of spite is. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Maybe a big contract, but piss off, please.
1: Yeah, I mean, so here's your two options the way I see it. You can either drop them and pay their wages and not have them actively hurting the club, or you can keep them and pay their wages and have them continue to suck.
0: Yeah, Uh, and nuking the morale further if that's even possible. But
1: give me option one. I, I don't think either is great. But if those are my two options, I take option one every time and create a brand new bomb squad and go against everything I said when Paul Lambert did the exact same thing.
0: Aston Villa, where you only have two options, and it's kind of like an American presidential election. <laughs> like the shiniest of the two turds. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm just, I'm relentlessly done with this club. I am so ticked off at them. I, I see that they're making the right changes, I get it. I see that there's something in the future, but I'm not in the future yet. And right now, in the present, this club is just a flaming tire pile.
0: Yeah, everyone, everyone except Hollis, I think, and the guy that he's recently brought in,
1: Hollis and yeah. Bennett. Yeah, the board actually seems like a decent choice, and and again,
0: I think the board, the board's turning it around, and that's obviously needs to be a really strong foundation for the club, and that's what's going to start the change. But you know, it's gonna it's gonna take some time and take <laughs> getting rid of a lot of people, really, to be short.
1: Yeah, it's i I, I have no more patience for this club right now. I I'm so close to being on the verge of just saying no, I don't want to watch any of the matches for the rest of the season because what's the point really?
0: Yeah, actually right before the right before the pod, Robert told me that if Villa hired Tim Sherwood again, who's actually forty to one to take the job, he would go into I don't know, cyberspace or whatever it is, and find a delete button for the site and just straight up pull the plug.
1: I I think such a thing exists if it doesn't, I would find a way. At the very least, if first off Tim Sherwood is not getting hired, but second off someone actually took the, those rumors or those odds seriously and wrote about it today, if they hire Tim Sherwood, I'm done. I quit. I'm not even joking. So done with that garbage.
0: All right. So I know we got a we got a Twitter question about this, and it's it's a little early, but we're just going to get to the subject. That's from. Uh, Traveris Cadet, who would you guys like to see appointed as the next Aston Villa manager? And we really, I think there's really four options at this point outside of, maybe maybe really three outside of a major outlier, which a lot of these guys kind of could be seen as, and that's David Moyes, Nigel Pearson, Steve Bruce. I think those are the big three. Pearson's obviously the bookie's favorite right mm-hmm. now at just about three to one, I think. And then Gary Neville's been mentioned because he just got sacked from Valencia for having... The worst win percentage with Valencia in their history in La Liga was 18%, eighteen percent. Swap in a Remy
1: Guard for a uh, Gary Neville.
0: Yeah, yeah, and with the squad Valencia have, it's I mean, winning eighteen percent is much worse, I think, than Remy Guard only winning ten percent, which I'm kind of surprised he won ten percent.
1: Right, that breaks me as much higher than I would have actually thought it was. Yeah. Um. um
0: yeah. Yeah. So, so who do we like? I. I'm kind of a, not a fan of Pearson at all in that I think he's a bad person. Uh-huh. But sometimes those people are good at sports or that kind of things. If you, Yeah.
1: I mean, and, and he's got I've a proven track heard. record with turning stuff around. It's just, as we had Matt Villain writing on the site last week, um, that proven track record comes with a couple of lieutenants that we aren't guaranteed to have with him and it also comes with a whole bag of conflict and problems and issues and stuff that we don't necessarily need.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really additional baggage that, yeah, like you said, not needed at the club. It just you kind of got to bear it down to the bones.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. So I don't love the Pearson idea. I I, I could do without Pearson. But then again, all of the other options are equally uninspiring to me
0: yeah i don't I don't think there's really a good choice at this stage um i would I think I'd feel pretty confident with Steve Bruce at least being able to position us to go up, you know whole city said back off, which I think that's a good sign for villa if mm-hmm. they don't- want, if they don't want to see us poach him, you know if someone came in for Remy Gard, <laughs> you'd be like, okay, well, what's the buyout like three okay <laughs> whatever. But yeah, if they if they don't want us to have him, good. Let's try to take him. And, <laughs> you know,
1: you're a horrible human being. I heard. Yeah, not as horrible as wanna...
0: Nigel Pearson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I heard you want to keep this. Screw you on taking it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um,
1: and so, where and, does Bruce sit odds wise right now? Um. He's nine to one, ten to one, thereabouts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nine or ten to one. Pearson three to one. Uh, Moyes. Two to one, three to one. Mick McCarthy is actually up there too, but I don't really see that. Someone who I, I would have kind of liked, but he doesn't really seem to be in the running as far as the odds makers are concerned, is Brendan Rogers. Maybe that's because he could be going back to Swansea City. Mm-hmm. But I think Brendan Rogers could take us back up, and I think he could play decent football with this goal. I think Ashley Westwood be, would become his favorite player, like ever, better than Joel and the Welsh Chevy.
1: No, uh, yeah, no, I think that's true. I, I would be intrigued to see what could happen there. I don't love the idea of Moyes, the other front runner. Um,
0: I think Moyes would be okay just because he worked with a really limited budget at Everton. Yeah, that's true. And and was able to consolidate, but I don't know about going for promotion push. He doesn't have any avant garde tactics or, you know, anything like that. He's going to play four four two or four four one one, and you know, it it, prob- it probably could work. Yeah. I mean, it's just it a danger. I think I think what you really need, this is the most crucial manager appointment of the last five years, and we've had about a trillion in that span. But this has got to be a guy who, if you don't get back up next year, he's going to stay for at least one more year.
1: Yep. You've got to have some stability going forward because we can't just keep firing managers. It's not financially feasible, and it's not feasible from a football perspective either. It doesn't do anything good for this club.
0: No, it lends nothing to continuity, and that's you kind of have to build like we were saying, build that base of stability with the board, just with the really with the whole club.
1: Yeah. Um, so maybe Moyes could fill that role. I don't know. I I guess my maybe my threshold of he doesn't inspire anything in me is too high. I maybe we don't need an inspirational manager right now. Maybe we need a nuts and bolts boring ass manager who can get us to mediocrity.
0: Yeah, and someone like that could be maybe Mick McCarthy, could be a Sean Dyche who brought Burnley up. I think Sean Dyche would be a good choice.
1: Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't really
0: like Gary Monk.
1: Yeah, I don't either. Um, although I liked what he did at Swansea for a while. Who um,
0: the bookies have misspelled his name everywhere. this two R's. Oh. Rude. but
1: <laughs> I was hoping they had misspelled Monk. I was really... <laughs> <laughs> Gary Monk...
0: Yeah, you but can put
1: the second R in his last name.
0: Yeah, Simon Simon Grayson, who's at Preston North End right now. I know uh, Ali Dawes on Twitter. I was talking with him, and he was saying he would really hope that Grayson doesn't get poached because he's doing okay with Preston, and maybe he would actually bring Daniel Johnson back to Aston Villa if, if he gets hired. No. On
1: what do you think about the fact that uh, Roy Keane is thirty-three to one in some places?
0: <laughs> That's the same as Stepan Petrov in some places.
1: No. <laughs> God, this list is just sort of hilarious.
0: Yeah, it's a joke. The one person I just do not want under any circumstances is Jurgen Klinsmann. Oh God, you hear that, Connor
1: Dowley? We don't yeah. want Jurgen Klinsmann ever. I mean, some of these names on here are just hilarious to me. Like uh, yeah, where Juliet, Sean Francozola, uh, Jose Mourinho, Goose that...
0: Yeah,
1: right. I mean, these are people that we could bring in. Neil Warnock,
0: I didn't know. He might as well have Stephen Warnock.
1: <laughs> if you're going to do that, at least bring in Emile Heskey as the manager.
0: Player manager.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, there's nothing that can go wrong. I also enjoyed the fact that someone asked Martin O'Neill about the position and he just got offended. Like, basically piss off with that line of questioning. We don't want that.
0: Yeah, that's that's excellent. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, what what could have been, but...
1: It's pretty toxic right now. I uh, that that's the other issue is we're gonna have to pay someone really well if they've got a name if the, if they're known at all, because why would you come to Villa at this point?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think I think kind of a problem that we've cornered ourselves into is that it's gonna have to be someone that's from the home nations. I think probably an Englishman, but you know, someone someone that speaks English as their first language. Mm-hmm. I think because of guard that is kind of doomed us to that, which is really too bad, but yeah. Um yeah. I'm
1: trying to think what the most obscure of the Commonwealth nations could be that we could bring someone in from.
0: Guernsey or Jersey, maybe?
1: I want to say bring in like a Kiwi or something.
0: Just teach I thought him. the home nations was just, just the Isles.
1: Well, no, no, no. I that, That's why I said the Commonwealth.
0: Oh, okay. I,
1: I extended that. Or bring in someone from Australia. Just teach them how to play AFL. Yeah. My right proper footy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get a, give away a free kick for holding on to the ball. <laughs> um but yeah, let's uh let's take a, a quick pause and take a drink before we move on to our next subject, which is players partying. It's delicious beer. So <laughs> you,
1: you see what you're missing ballas point?
0: Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> we could be drinking your beer for free. What's your deal? Anyway,
1: responded to us on Twitter. I keep tagging them. They don't even like it.
0: Yeah, it's not even a promoted account that I've blocked before, so I know I can see their tweets <laughs> and hate my tweets. But
1: all right, so those players partying, huh? Since we already yeah, took maybe, a drink, we get the
0: right of Should should get sponsored by a shisha company or something for a
1: cigar company.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm that's that stove was
0: this. great. Though. That was did, hilarious.
1: God, I don't, don't do even this? care. Um, it's
0: Gabby, and no matter what, I don't think I can hate Gabby, no matter how bad he is.
1: I I'm not sure. I might be able to.
0: He's just being a troll at this point, and whatever.
1: Yeah, except he's the kind of troll that's like turning the locker room toxic and making it so that these players just act like assholes.
0: <sighs> that's probably true.
1: So he's a troll that's ruining the thing I love. So, <laughs> it was
0: already ruined, Robert. <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, but he's making it worse.
0: Yeah, so... anyways, don't like, okay the international... troll
1: lives under the bridge, but this troll has come out, stepped onto the bridge, dropped his little troll drawers, and taken a poo all over the bridge. And I don't need that.
0: <laughs> and the bridge happens to be Villa Park.
1: Ah, exactly. It's not Stamford Bridge.
0: Yeah, we wish.
1: Yeah, right? Um, but yeah, so they were out partying. There was that picture of Richards and Gabby having a great time in Dubai.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was Dubai, and you know, I I don't know. Players used to go out and party all the time the day before games. They'd be drinking. Yeah, I, obviously uh, it's a different time, and but that was an international break, and I think if you can contain your partying to like give it like a three day buffer zone, like before you have to come back to the team.
1: Yep. As much as I'm not happy with either Gabby or Michael Richards as footballers right now, I have literally no problem with whatsoever with them partying in Dubai on the weekend during the international break. Totally fine by me.
0: They obviously weren't celebrating the season.
1: Yeah, right? And, and it's, it's their time off. They're allowed, I mean, yes, they're performing like ass. Yes, their team or their business, if you just want to think of it as a normal employee business relationship. Yes, it's a pile of rubbish right now. But you're entitled to your time off and you're entitled to the ability to enjoy your time off. Um, so as much as they irritate me as footballers right now, whatever, go party, go drink, enjoy your weekend, you got one off finally. Uh, yeah, whatever. I- I'm totally cool with that. That does not bug me in the slightest.
0: Yeah, uh, bas- basically, I think that's that's a take on that. It's just, we're already annoyed with them, so it, you can't really go to another level of being more annoyed. <laughs>
1: Oh, I don't know. They could try. We've got we've got a month and a half left, Jack. I
0: mean, if they both score like 11 own goals, oh. don't stretch or something. They just but dedicate their Twitter you know,
1: accounts to fancy cars.
0: I think they should have already been dropped from the team anyways regardless.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think for the most part, Gabby has been. And Richards increasingly has been too.
0: Yeah, Richards has been a little more. Gabby kind of had to be in there just because everyone else was hurt. Mm-hmm. And At this
1: point, I would play Richards if given the choice of him or Lescott. Mm-hmm. But again, that's a shiny turd example.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, maybe um, this yeah. rename the podcast after 100 episodes, the shiny turd. We
0: have, to, we have to get to 100, and that requires you not pressing delete on the block. <laughs> so don't
1: hire Tim Sherwood. It's easy.
0: <sighs> Simple. Simple, huh. guys. Um, but, yeah, two players that could return to the team. Jack Grealish, as we mentioned earlier, Adama Traore, finally coming back. That international break kind of comes at a good time, at least, for, for Adama.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know what? Uh, as irritated as I've been with the players, and as much as I don't think Jack Grealish has really done anything this season, what the hell? There's nothing to lose at this point. Give them extended runouts. Let's see what they yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah. No Let's one's see what they can do with no pressure. Days right? Grealish will be around next season, maybe, and he will tear up the championship. If we can keep Adama around, he will run past everyone in the championship.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Playing these young guys has a lot, lot, lot more upside than playing Micah Richards or Julian Lescott, who's probably going to MLS or China, you know, at the end of the year. And, you know, you've got to play Andre Green. Andre Green finally made his debut, and whatever, give him a run.
1: Absolutely. Because he'll be
0: around. He'll be around next year, and maybe he could be a fixture of the team.
1: Totally agree. And and I think if nothing else, uh, you know, Eric Black should be doing that because he's really got nothing to lose either. He knows. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: If if it goes right, and Eric Black wins sixteen points, which is what Philip currently (laughs) have in the rest of the season, say say he doubles a point total, and we get relegated, but still have around thirty points. You know, that's showing legitimate competency in a manager role. Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't get the job here, maybe it's just an audition for somebody else. Yeah. League one or a a different championship side maybe even.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I – we've been saying this for a few weeks, but more than ever, I think it really is time to play, play the kids. Why not? What do you have to lose except for another chance to watch Jolene Lescott?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: What if I never have to do that again?
0: That would be lovely. Um and, all right, so let's get to Twitter questions. We got from, one from Jacques Bennett. Why is there so much support for Moyes from Villa fans to be the next manager? And I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I think he just has a solid track record of staying the course.
1: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it could be, you know, while he fell on his face at United and while he didn't do great this year, he's a perfectly mediocre manager who could probably provide stability on a budget. Um I'm not really excited about him. I don't absolutely love it. I could probably learn to live with it.
0: No, I mean, it's it's David Moyes. It's like, you know, he's you know what you're going to get.
1: Plus, he kind of looks like David Bowie, so at least we all get that.
0: ch changes you can believe in. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I was um, trying
1: to figure out the perfect Bowie pun, and that was it. You nailed it.
0: Next one is from Eddie Selleck. uh, Eddie Selleck, what steps need to be taken in order to have a solid performing team to get back into the English Premier League? And, you know, it's like what we were talking about, not necessarily on the pitch, but laying the foundations in the boardroom and getting some people who know football so they can bring in transfer targets and actually bringing in players as much as clearing out the deadwood, really.
1: Bringing in players, clearing out deadwood, and making a good use of the academy, which at least as recently as a couple of years ago was actually a very good academy. I mean, and it seems to be doing better this year too. Um. So use it.
0: Use no, it's stuff. it's certainly one of the one of the top ten youth systems in England.
1: Yeah. So use that to your advantage. Make that part of life at Villa Park. Don't lie to your manager when they ask about players don't have your head european scout living in freaking australia.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that for a moment. That's utterly ridiculous. But on the, I, on the other hand, let me get that job.
1: <laughs> We're closer.
0: Yeah, I could do that.
1: I mean, we are definitely closer than Australia. Come on. We could do it. Yeah, I will let you be the head european scout. Just hire me as like an errand boy.
0: I'll even move to Europe.
1: It's
0: very kind uh, of you. all right and next one we had from vtid at dean avfc is nigel pearson manager rumor or is the nigel pearson manager rumor the worst april fools joke ever and obviously that's tomorrow probably today when you're hearing the podcast so hopefully nobody got you at work with any evil pranks like the one i tweeted out about making caramel apples but substituting onions for apples i think that would that could possibly be the worst. But having Nigel Pearson, I'd rather eat 10 caramel onions than have Nigel Pearson as Bill Manager.
1: Oh, God. That, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it's the worst possible. <laughs> Why would you even think of that? What was your mind doing?
0: I don't know. I, didn't, I wish I could take the credit for thinking of that myself because I'd be an evil genius somewhere, somewhere else. Right now, if that was the case, but oh you God. know,
1: I'm trying to think of similar things you could do. You could pass off chocolate dipped habaneros as chocolate dipped cherries,
0: hmm, maybe, <laughs> but it's always gonna be suspicious on April Fool's.
1: <laughs> well, says the man who just proposed onion caramel.
0: Yeah, I didn't say you had to pull it off tomorrow. <laughs>
1: That's oh, like an,
0: an April Fool's on Halloween kind of deal, I think. Oh, I see, early for, early for next year.
1: Alright, yeah, I don't know, I I don't get all the excitement about Pearson, I'm not particularly excited about him, Um, but again, I think if there is anything to it, it's the fact that he does have a record of bringing some stability to clubs, and again, he's missing those lieutenants and he has some off-the-pitch issues, or sometimes on-the-pitch issues, Um, but Assaulting
0: a player on the pitch, what?
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I can't defend that. I can't even come close.
0: Oh, it's just, it's like, I don't know, I think a tweet I saw like a month or something ago, and it was like, the year is 2030, and the son says to his dad, hey, dad, how did Leicester win the Premier League? Well, it all started about 12 months before that when Nigel Pearson strangled a player and then called a journalist an ostrich.
1: (laughs) You know, we're going to get to this tweet. I I just want to pull it up now. The tweet that says... uh, is Nigel, Pe- yeah, the Pearson Hart ostriches thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was the same, yeah.
1: I I think the reason Pearson likes ostriches, there's more neck to squeeze. Ah. Mm-hmm, yeah, right there, and and that's my visual for that. I'm not sure if that's inappropriate or not, but that's my visual for that.
0: Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> not everyone's going to see the pod, so just listen, but... Safety. Yeah, um... Uh...
1: I'm the anti-villa. Still, I'm still
0: can be marked clean on iTunes. And <laughs> yeah, give us an iTunes review. If Ballast Point ever sends us some beer, we will send you some of that beer maybe. or Yeah. Buy you one.
1: We can raffle off a Ballast Point beer. I'm sure there's nothing illegal about that.
0: Oh, yeah. time to Time to just start giving away stuff we don't even have. But,
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Also, by the way, speaking of giving away stuff, no one took me up on my ticket offer.
0: Yeah, what the hell? I was, uh, I was actually about to bring that up because that kind of made me remember that. Remember, youth team match. What is it? Yeah, the youth team match, April 11th, Villa Park. Two quid to get in. Send a receipt to Robert and he'll expense you.
1: I will send you two quid and Jack will buy the pie and the beer <laughs> and the post-match curry.
0: I think I'm going to have to take off a life insurance policy to pay that off.
1: And if he can't get that, he'll at least get you Steph Curry. I wish. That's an NBA joke for you British people that don't get that joke.
0: He's only the most popular basketball player in the world. Surely you've seen him on Twitter.com.
1: It's okay, British folks, for basketball players, just think Pops Mince Bonsu. What? (laughs) He was a basketball player from London who played for GW. Oh. And he was on the British national team and fairly well-loved in England, I think. Please, if you're watching live or otherwise and you know who the hell Pops is, please let me know. <laughs> Scott Van Delt really liked him.
0: Alright, and anyways, last question. Back to the partying theme. It's from Ellis Sanford, one of our writers at It's Ellis, and I'm planning a party for when we finally get relegated. What supplies do I need, and how do I send Remy an invite? And you know, I don't know about how to send Remy an invite, and I'm going to let Robert answer that question about the supplies, but I'm just going to say one thing for your party is do not invite Vardy.
1: <laughs> we, we all know that the obvious answer is the supply you need for the Aston Villa relegation party is Remy.
0: Remy, boys. Just, just a case
1: of Remy. That is the answer to the question.
0: 17 shots go 38.
1: <laughs> um,
0: I, I other... was going to say cyanide, maybe. <laughs> <No>! <laughs> depressing. Maybe just stick to beer, beer or rum. I remedy.
1: went for a crappy joke and you just went for death.
0: Yeah, how do you think I'm going to be able to expense all those people for their pies and pies <laughs> after <laughs> I take out my life insurance policy?
1: Don't worry, I'll take one out for you, Jack. <sighs> I'll pay for <sighs> it for the next month, wink.
0: I think we may have an issue with insurance companies at that point, but... Nobody watches. Yeah, nobody nobody needs that. Um, Yeah, Ballas
1: Point doesn't follow us. Insurance companies sure as hell don't follow us.
0: Yeah, I've definitely blocked all of them on Um, (laughs) Twitter.com. So, next match. Finally, we had a match. No match last weekend, thankfully. It was a bit of a reprieve after the the Swansea Depression. But it's going to be against Chelsea. And, you know, we don't really have the greatest track record against Chelsea. But there have been some pretty interesting matches like that 4-4 back in 2011 when Kieran Clark actually scored one of the only players still with the team. And yeah, it's, it's uh it's the really it's a really early start. It's six forty five for me. It'll be seven forty five for you, Robert. I think eleven forty five GMT.
1: Uh, the twelve forty five. They're
0: 1245.
1: now they've now gotten the hour. They're five hours ahead. Six for you.
0: Oh well something that I looked at lied to me. So no, okay. anyways yeah, a quarter I'm... quarter before one for you back in sunny old England. But Chelsea in London. sitting there with in 10th place in the table with 41 points and actually a plus four goal difference. They've turned their season around since sacking Jose Mourinho, but still not really a lot going for them. I think, I don't know, is Eden, Hazard, Eden Hazard might be fit, might not be. Um, you know, doesn't matter. They're, they're going to beat Villa, who are still 20th, just 16 points, and that goal difference. Just sliding a little more adrift every week. It's down to minus 36.
1: 36. I, you wrote in our show notes that you hadn't really noticed how much it was slipping away, but good God, you're right. I hadn't even noticed that we were down to negative 36.
0: A goal here, six goals there. Five <laughs> it can goals happen to, to, to anybody. Team. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Bad day, bad day at the office.
1: Oh, did you see that Brad Guzan kept a clean sheet when he wasn't playing for Villa?
0: Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I actually did watch that, that U.S. match. He didn't really have a whole lot to do as Guatemala couldn't even get it out of their own half in the first 20 minutes. But
1: Yeah, I, I didn't watch. So
0: I mean, he only got the start because Klinsman just alternates goalkeepers no matter what. Like Every game just switches him and Howard.
1: How I so, feel about Aston Villa is right here. How I feel about the U.S. men's team is actually being shown to you right now, but it's not on camera because it's too low. That's how yeah. little I care about the U.S. men's team right now.
0: It's probably like three stories below.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm on the third floor. It's actually on ground level.
0: And oh, you... I was thinking like two sub-basements.
1: No, but I, I like your idea. It's, it's, on, yeah. it's in the alley. It's next to the dumpster.
0: <sighs> I mean, oh. Villa is a dumpster fire. And absolutely. The West is worse, I guess. So.
1: What anyway. would the absolute best-case scenario be for this match? Can Villa get two goals and still lose?
0: You want us to get goals and lose?
1: <laughs> well, we know we're going to lose. It's Villa Chelsea. Oh,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, I think Villa I think Villa are five to one to win the match Ooh. actually. But it
1: seems better than I would expect.
0: Yeah, but Chelsea aren't even that good. However though though, the recent recent form between the two teams maybe would sway you away from betting on Villa as Villa have won just two of their last sixteen matches at Villa Park, scoring eleven goals in those sixteen home games. And Chelsea have won seven out of eight against Villa, and the only goal that gave us a win against them was scored via the snake. Yeah.
1: That was a really good goal. That was a lovely
0: goal, lo- goal, and it gave me a great gif that is the logo for one of my fantasy baseball teams of Mourinho just shrugging and not knowing what the happened. <laughs>
1: That goal, it really makes me sad that that was a Delph goal because the slow-motion, super high-definition gif of that goal was one of my favorite gifs ever.
0: Delph isn't, he wasn't even that good then either, you know? Like, a no, back heel you know, I don't know. He he just it was sublime and,
1: channeled God and became amazing yeah. for half a second.
0: Exactly, exactly. He didn't deserve to score that good of a goal, even if he would have stayed and still been our captain.
1: It was literally one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah. Although you couldn't tell in full speed. It went too quickly to know.
0: That HD gift though. But oh. yeah, anyway, so I don't know. I think I think it could be an experimental lineup which could at least be interesting if you're if you need a reason to, to watch or if you're already it. gonna watch because you're stuck watching Villa because that's what you do. Do you get
1: to go to the pub for a six forty five match?
0: Yeah, yeah, it'll be open. Really? Yeah.
1: That's a joy.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they they show all the games, so...
1: I I want you to have a shot of tequila for every goal allowed.
0: Ooh, I was just saying on Twitter today how a lot of people like te- or don't like tequila, and I don't understand why. I got a lot of responses from people that don't like tequila, and, you know, after Saturday, maybe I'll join them if Chelsea put 10 in.
1: I think my answer is most people don't like tequila because most people drink crappy tequila.
0: Yeah, that could be that, too. Like, or drank it when tequila. they were 17 and then ruined yeah, it Yeah, bad life.
1: tequila is absolutely disgusting, but good tequila is almost unparalleled.
0: Well, you heard it here first, folks.
1: <laughs> and that's why we're sponsored by Patron.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can we get a tequila sponsor? Can we hmm. <laughs> one shot per segment?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, yes. I, I will. Yes. We can have Ballast Point and Patron.
0: Takes a whiskey drink. He takes a beer drink. Takes tequila drink. That's the end of the show. <laughs> but, <laughs> he, he just falls over. Yeah.
1: We're gonna call it the Blotto Cast.
0: Yeah, because I mean, be kind of representative of Villa season. Just fall over and um, kind of forget about life. But
1: hey.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we already mentioned the the match time, just quarter to one GMT. We'll have all the coverage for you on 7500 to hold.com and all the social channels you want. Maybe I'll have some pub videos on the Instagram again. If you like yes. those, uh, be sure to follow that. We don't, we only have like 10 followers or something. I don't know. And follow but, the
1: Instagram, What is it? Ads or 7500 to hold, right? Yeah.
0: 7500 to hold. And pretty easy to remember. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll tweet more about us.
0: Pretty, pretty straightforward, but yeah. Um, you know, I uh, just want to, want to thank you for watching the podcast, putting up with the ads that have come in recently. And, yeah, you know, you know where to find us. You can keep watching us wherever, or listening wherever you have been. And if you want to leave an iTunes review, that would be great. So anything to say, Robert?
1: Uh, no, I'm going to go watch g become the 69th best team in America. Nice. Nice.
0: So for, for Robert Lintott and 7500 holtcom as always, I'm Jack Grimsey. And thanks for listening. We will see you next time.